A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. Are you ready for the big holiday weekend? Um, yes, I could use an extended weekend. Okay. If you had any holiday that this could be, which one would you pick? Would Labor Day be the, your, your holiday of choice? No, my holiday of choice is, well, everyone who listens to the show Christmas. regularly knows Christmas, but Thanksgiving is like a close second. Oh, see, I would make it, oh, I always mess these up. Memorial Day? Is that the May one? Yes. That's when I'm full of hope and life, <laughs> okay. and Labor Day has always been a sad one for me. Well, because, that's because summer is over. Well, it was always school. Uh-huh. Starts up the very next day, right? And now school has already started for the well, kids. Well, but... only in some places because my mom works at a school up north, and they don't start until after the holiday. Well, they still have snow though, right? They can't get no, they don't. Is their well, snow finally gone? Yes, there was a a thing on Facebook not too long ago where a guy in the UP there was actually still snow, like <laughs> less than a month yeah, ago. He I found this that. pile of snow. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's something you want to find. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Labor Day weekend. That's fun. Everybody hopefully has plans yeah. and is going to have a great time before we really officially get back yeah. to real life. The grind. Yeah, the grind of real life. Right. But anyway, mm-hmm. let's talk about the grind of the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are we going to wow everybody with today? Today we're actually going to talk about a really cool product that is going to save people's fingers when they're deciding to cut things on a table saw. It's oh, a special tool. It is so cool. Uh-huh. It's one of those, no, that can't possibly work. Right. And it turns out it does. And we talked to some people who own them. Right. And we got their feedback. We're going to talk about the saw stop system, a table saw system that detects flesh. Right. And will stop everything before you hurt yourself. Yeah. We'll tell you how that possibly could work at the end of the show. Right. We're also going to be in the studio with president of Repcolite, Dan Altina. Yes. Talking about DTM, direct to metal paints. Right. It's one of those things that sometimes are confusing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they can be confusing no matter who you are, really. You know, what's the point of these? Where would I use them? Why not right. use another type of system? We're going to dig into all of that. And who knows what else we'll figure out with Dan. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it will be very enlightening. It better be. <laughs> you we better be on be. our game He's or gonna we're going to be us. on the street corners looking for work. We should bring our backpacks. We're going to get schooled. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. That's uh-huh. Good. Ooh. I told you I'm about waking my, up. my backpack experience. I know I did. I know I did. When I got trapped in the library oh, door. yes, but I think all of our listeners would really no, no, no. enjoy I, this well, story. I think they've heard it, too. Oh. It's just one of those I thought about when I was bringing my daughter to Grand Valley <laughs> and helping her walk around the campus. Uh-huh. And I you said, her. and this is the library yeah, I got Yeah, the big library. In. I would always try to sneak through the doors without touching anything. Of course. You know? Ninja I had the, style? Yeah, ninja mm-hmm. style. Right. And I had my big backpack on and the big, huge, heavy door slammed shut on my backpack and left me completely stuck, and I could not get my arms around <laughs> to loosen myself. I literally stood in the lobby, trying to nudge my way and forward. And so everyone thought a you were a freshman. freshman. I was a senior. <laughs> a freshman had to release me from the door. So well, your and, daughter will not make the no. Same and one another story that I remember very similar. I don't know how I make it in life. Good grief. I I was I forget where I was. It doesn't matter. It was a year or two ago. And I got out of my car, and I had a loose like flannel shirt on. Okay. Yeah. And I slammed the car door uh, on the flannel shirt. Of course you did. And for 
way too long. I stood out there flailing around. And then I realized, wait a minute. Why didn't you just take, I could off, just take off my shirt? <laughs> yeah. I don't always, I, you know, I'm one of those panickers. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> they'll, they'll find me someday and they say, they'll say, well, why didn't he just walk out of this way? Right. And th- it'll uh-huh. be left for the ages to figure out uh-huh. why I just laid there and right. succumb to whatever elements mm-hmm. actually finally end things for me. Wow. Anyway. Anyway. Don't know how we got there. What are we talking? <laughs> we already did what we're talking about today. Yeah. I do want to give all the listeners a quick heads up. Coming up on next week's show, we're going to be in the studio with Brad Krause from Service Professor. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because he's actually going to be here to answer listener questions. Mm-hmm. He's been taking questions on his Facebook page. So heads up to any listeners. If you have a plumbing or heating or electrical or duct cleaning or what else do they do? There's like a whole slew of things. Oh, yeah. That, you've covered it very well. I, you I did thought, a nice I job. Thought I thought I got all of them. Anyway. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> if you have one of those questions, you can either email us at radio at com, or you can head over to their Facebook page and leave them the questions. Brad will go through them and find out, you know, weed out the ones that are all very similar and bunch them yeah. together. It was a lot of fun. We had Mark DeVisser from the Great Lakes Plumbing yeah. here a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we went over a bunch of listener questions. Right. And it's just a really good way to get some of those, you know, concerns that people have out there, because if you're wondering about these things in your own home, mm-hmm. there's a very good chance that there are a bunch of other people who are wondering the same thing. Yeah. You know, my son is working as an apprentice electrician. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that comes with that is... He's critiquing your house. Oh, yes. (laughs) Dad, this is wrong. Dad, this is wrong. It is funny. I mean, there's so many people that I don't involve in my life anymore. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I don't have a a particular doctor because last, Mm -hmm. you know, a few times I went, they talked to me about my weight and that was... So I don't go and talk to them anymore. Right. I used to have people from work over... At the house, uh-huh. and I realized they were well critiquing they, your yes. job. <laughs> so they don't come over anymore yep. now. Now Caleb's not going to be allowed because he's walking through showing me all the electrical stuff <laughs> that he's going to fix for me someday. Son, it's time for you to move out. Yeah, no, I'm glad to have those things fixed. We've got plugs, receptacles in the wall. Yeah, I should say where the um, the lamp or whatever will continually work its way oh, out. Oh, you know, yeah. If you run across the room, the lamp cord falls out. Uh-huh. I think Brad says that they've lost their integrity. Uh. <laughs> those those particular receptacles. Yeah. They've got to be replaced. Right. There's all kinds of things around a home that we have questions about. Yeah, if you have so any questions for the things service professor does. Take a look around your house this week. Get those questions to us. Right. Now, Betsy. Yes. You're going to have to buckle up because when we come back, we're uh-huh. going to be in the studio with president of Repco Light Paints, our boss, uh-huh. Dan Altina. Yes. And I'm pretty sure he's ready to dish the dirt. He is. Yeah, we're going to figure out everything. I've got my notebook and my pen ready. Oh, yeah. Everything's going to come to light, at least about direct-to-metal paints, when we come back. Yeah. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore, on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan yes. Hanson. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we're in the studio with president of Repcolite, all around all-star, right, Dan? <laughs> oh, Dan <sure>. Altina. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sure. Dan's been here before. We're glad yeah. you came back. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me. And I guess to start with, before we get into actually what we want to talk about, mm-hmm. let's just talk about some other stuff. 
Dan, your grandpa started Repcolite with a couple other guys way back in the 40s, 1946. Correct. All right. You you weren't even, I think we talked to Dave, Dan's yes, dad, yeah. the, the previous president, the second generation, a while back. Mm-hmm. We had them on the show. Yeah. And we talked about how, I think Dave's words were, Dan wasn't even a gleam in his mother's eye at that point. Yeah. Yes, Something I do like believe that. that's what he's. I remember thinking that was funny. Yes. Anyway, I guess I'm curious because I've never asked you. Was from the time you were born or little or growing up, when did this become the thing that you were going to be doing? Was that like part of the plan all along that you would take over the reins or did that gradually develop over time? Yeah, no, I think, you know, if you'd ask my parents or my dad, it was maybe always that way or my grandpa. That was something they always had in mind. (laughs) And when people ask me, you know, how long have you been in the paint business? I'd say since before I was born. Yeah, Right. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, you know, that was always the case. And there was a time maybe in my teens and 20s where I didn't think that was so awesome. Uh Um, But that that phase in my life passed (laughs) when I got to really appreciate this business. So it's... Something that was long-standing, and that's what I guess I anticipated, you know. But you did go to college, right? Well, sure. And yeah. you went to college for chemistry, chemistry and business, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So also with that in mind, with you know being in the paint business in mind. So did you start? I mean, obviously you didn't jump right into being president because your dad was president. Did you work in the store? Did you work? We have a, a full lab for those who don't know. Right. A full research development lab. All kinds well, of. Well, yeah. So actually there? the first thing I did for the company was um, I cleaned out used five gallon buckets on oh. Saturdays. <laughs> Uh, they had pickles it was in them. Rewarding work. <laughs> well, I started yeah. sweeping the floors, so yeah. And then why, I, yeah. why were there pickles? I want to know about the pickles. <laughs> so there was a pickle company that was a, I don't know a customer or somehow we were related to this pickle company. Knew them, and they had all these you know leftover used five gallon buckets. And so my dad made some deal to buy a semi truck <laughs> full of these, and and uh, and my Saturday job was to clean these out, you know, as many as I could over the course of I probably took me a month or so of wow. cleaning these buckets out, and yeah, and they started out the back of the truck. It was nice clean ones, and I just right. had to kind of swish a little water through them, and they were clean. And the farther up into the trailer I got, there was dead rats <laughs> and snakes, and yeah, that's awesome. You know, the person <laughs> loading the gross. truck said, "We'll put these in first. Yeah, right, right. They Once they look at it at the end, we'll save for these. Right, look I think there was some, these are. There was some strategy involved there. And then, oh. you know, I did other things. I did, you know, summer projects, you know, mm-hmm. I was, when I was still in school. Um, I helped dig a ditch one time to for some vent tubes when we were adding a warehouse to our production building. They needed somebody to basically dig a ditch, and so I dug a Your ditch. Your dad and, said, hey, I know somebody. Somebody yeah, with the young, right, strong yeah, back. Yeah, right. You know, but, uh, you know, I, I've done everything. I've cleaned toilets. I've, uh-huh. you know, um, swept floors. And right. um, I, I think that that's valuable experience, and um, yeah. it all helped me um, to understand the nature of what mm. the company is like even today you know right. every now and then dan ran runs through the the hallway of the office with a plunger heading to another emergency <laughs> yes <laughs> we have witnessed goes that. back to his roots <laughs> and, uh, uh, so you spent a lot of time in the, how long were you in the lab well so then um once i graduated college my first real job and i did this when i was in college too on weekends and such is i worked in the stores Hmm. Um, mostly the store in Holland, the main location, but also in Grand Rapids. I worked at a few different stores. 
and um, got to ex- that experience, you know, got to know the customers mm-hmm. and the products and stuff from that side of things. And then I transitioned into technical sales and troubleshooting. So if there was ever oh. a problem in the field, you know, somebody had appealing or whatever the situation was, mm-hmm. I was the person that went and looked at that at that project. Okay. And that transitioned me into the, the laboratory work. Mm-hmm. And I did that for, well, probably at least 10 years. Mm -hmm. And part of that time I overlapped as also being the plant manager. So I was wearing a couple hats. And probably since day one, I've worn multiple hats, you know. And uh, then transitioned out of plant manager into chief operating officer. And then when my dad retired, then I became president. Yeah, now you don't have anything to do. Right? Yeah, really nothing. <laughs> Thanks for giving me right. something to do today, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I guess part of why we have you here today is because you do know that whole technical side and kind of the problem solving side of things. And last week we gave away a nut gatherer to the person who sent in the very best paint question yeah it's a cool little thing it's like a nut cage. gatherer yeah it's like a little cage it's like you could oh walk yeah a, no i know what you're talking about sure yeah yeah <laughs> i've <laughs> seen those sure and so yeah we we had wanted that we had a short segment that we had to cover and yeah i had a whole bunch of nuts on the yard and i thought let's see once if that really works and then we gave it away to somebody with the best question yeah and we have a really good question we do the question is from miles in grand rapids and he says that he's painting a wrought iron fence and he said do i want to use a rust inhibitive primer with a top coat system or can i just go straight to a dtm and the second part of his question is if dtm our acrylics is good as elkid so he has kind of a two-part question right and before we even get into answering the question I guess we want to start with basically what is a DTM, you know, so we establish some terms right off the bat. Sure. So DTM is direct to metal. And as opposed to maybe uh, traditional coatings, you would have a separate primer that gives you some properties and then a top coat that gives you other properties. Mm -hmm. A DTM, direct to metal, all in one. So where previously maybe uh, we would use a primer for corrosion protection... And the top coat that would go over the primer is used for, say, water resistance or abrasion resistance. Mm -hmm. In the case of a DTM, we're able to have the corrosion protection and the, say, the abrasion protection all wrapped into one product. Okay. So that's a DTM, direct metal. That's what we're talking about. There's an acrylic version. There's an alkyd version. Yeah, generally when we talk about DTMs, the word, it was kind of, the phrase was kind of coined um, for water-based coatings, mm-hmm. because it was maybe assumed that uh, a, that alkyd coatings were already direct metal, mm-hmm. where most people didn't assume that you could do that with a water-based coating. So the term was never really applied to solvent-based coatings very much. Right. I guess that's what I, we were talking about before we yeah. sat down to do this. It's all over the place on alkyd mm-hmm. coatings. We were yeah. pulling them up all over the place to see. But yeah, It's my... almost as a, a reaction to the term being used in, in waterborne technology. But it, originally it was it was applied to an acrylic because there is that question. Well, I'm putting a water-based product to people. Yeah. over metal. Right. Yeah, right. So yeah, there are both um, waterborne and solvent-borne uh, direct-to-metal coatings now. And what is the surface prep like for something like this? I mean, this guy in particular has a Miles, wrought iron Betsy. It's not fence. just this guy. Okay, Miles. Miles the nut gatherer. Yeah, Miles the <laughs> nut gatherer, yes. <laughs> um, so his wrought iron fence, what does his prep specifically look like? I mean, I know it 
So knows he, what he, it, the he doesn't is. specify whether this has been painted before, right? Or if it's weathered or mm-hmm. rusted or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So those are the questions that we would, of course, ask. Right. And let's so let's go down a couple different paths. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's assume it's coated already. It okay. has previous coat of paint on it. And maybe it's not in good shape, and that's why he wants to repaint it. Mm. It may have some bare spots, but in a, essentially it's got paint on it. Right. In that case, the surface preparation would be remove whatever loose flaking paint there is, remove whatever uh, heavy corrosion, you know, like, say, uh, scaly rust with a wire brush or mm. scraper, and... Make sure it's clean, dirt-free, you know, no mildew or algae or anything like that on it, and it's good to go. Good to go with the direct-to-metal? Or would you recommend, because that was his original question, which system should he go with? The more traditional primer with the top coat or a DTM? Okay, so now let's look at another scenario of a brand new uh, iron fence that's never been exposed to the weather. It's still gray, shiny metal. Mm Mm-hmm. That would be a situation where I'd say, okay, in that situation, you don't need to do any priming. Um, You can just go directly with the direct-to-metal coating over the cast iron. Okay. In a situation where it's got corrosion or, uh, you know, substantial corrosion where it's not just a light orange coloration on the surface, Mm -hmm. but there's some significant rust there that can be wire brushed away, Mm -hmm. I I would prefer to see him use a primer on those spots first. The primer will um, penetrate deeper into the rust and give more corrosion protection than just the DTM coating would by itself. So uh, if it is brand new, clean, go ahead right with the DTM. If there's any substantial amount of significant corrosion, I would prime those areas first. And in most of these, in fact, in all of these situations, we always encourage you to ask. Yeah. You know, it's really tough to give really solid paint advice, Mm -hmm. just generally speaking. Certain situations require very specific steps in order to get where you want to go. Right. Now, Dan, I've got a number of other questions I want to dig into. I want to talk about, first off, I mean, one of the obvious things is we've used terms like corrosion resistance, and then there are Mm -hmm. terms like rust inhibition. That's the same thing. Okay. Well, then we don't need to talk about that after the break. (laughs) (laughs) There are some other questions, though, because there are some that come up in the store that I I would like to dig into. Thanks for bailing me out, because that was like a shot through my heart. (laughs) I had nothing. All right, Dan. So can you hang with us over the break so you can answer my questions when we come back? Be happy to. Perfect. We'll be back in the studio with Dan Altina after a break. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore. And here we are. We're still in the studio. Dan yes. Altina, president of Repco Light, is still in the studio with us. I am. In I the have house. nothing best, better to do. Yeah, nothing better to do. <laughs> nothing <laughs> big has cropped up. Right. He drifted Not off to sleep once, but we prodded him. He woke up. <laughs> Poked him with a stick. Yeah. Come on. It was funny, because at the end of the last segment, I had a question, and I was going to ask Dan, can we, I've got more questions, and uh-huh. I'm going to just tip you off as to what it is, and we'll, and he answered it in a about five seconds. So yeah, and thankfully, Betsy has 
has other questions. Well, how is it that you said, oh, I have other questions, and really you only had oh, one? Oh, I had, I, that's, that's all I had. I was going to make it up as I <laughs> Thanks went. Thanks for coming to the table with that. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, I do have more questions, because these are things that crop up in the store. Well, and we should highlight and, and revisit what we're talking about. We're yes. answering a customer question about DTM paint, direct-to-metal paints, where you'd use them, why you'd use them, right. and all of that. Right. So go ahead, Betsy. Take it away. So the question that we get often is ferrous and non-ferrous metals, you know, is there a certain type, DTM or the um, primer and then the top coat system, is there one that should be used for each of those things or is it directly dependent on the specific type of metal Someone's and we coding. should probably just address what ferrous and non-ferrous metals are. Yes, we could do that so, as well. So, yeah. So, ferrous metals are anything that contains iron. So, iron and steel, essentially. Mm-hmm. Also, stainless steel falls into that category. Non-ferrous metals is everything that doesn't contain iron. So, copper, you know, aluminum, brass, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in what we're used to dealing with in an architectural setting, really what it comes down to is steel, and aluminum. Right. Steel being ferrous, aluminum being non-ferrous. Mm-hmm. What makes a DTM special and different from a regular paint is that it has corrosion protection in it. Um, prevents the surface from rusting. Mm-hmm. Aluminum doesn't rust. So it really doesn't need the corrosion protection that steel does. Right. So the additional corrosion protection that comes in a DTM coating is I, I wouldn't say wasted on on aluminum, but it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Steel, again, depending on its condition, uh, would determine whether you're going to use a primer or not. If it's rusty, significantly rusty, then a primer would be necessary or or preferred. Mm-hmm. In either case, the DTM top coat can be used over a primer. It gives you just a little bit more corrosion protection. Right. Now, what happens some... Metal comes with like that oily, whatever that is, the residue on it. It's the metal that I've handled. <laughs> I exude a lot of. Yeah. Yes, that is true. It's very slippery. What do we do in that instance? So yeah, actually there is a third category. Well, it's a non-ferrous coating on a ferrous metal, and that would be galvanized steel. Oh, yeah. Galvanized steel has zinc over top of steel. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times new galvanized steel has that greasy, slippery feeling, oily feeling. Mm-hmm. And a lot of new steel that's that's just bare, like say cold or hot rolled steel, um, will have a, a, an oil or some sort of a corrosion protective temporary coating on it mm-hmm. that really should be removed before painting. In the case of galvanized steel, a lot of times that can be just a, a, a simple wash with whether it's TSP or a vinegar solution, something like that, to get the that oily feel off of there. Mm-hmm. Um, same for regular steel. The thing about regular un- uncoated steel is that it will rust when you wash it. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask yeah. that. Yeah, so I'm on it. You have to be a little bit careful about drying it out as quickly as possible to prevent that rust. But yes, the, that slippery feeling... You won't be able to remove it necessarily from galvanized steel, but mm-hmm. you should remove it from, you know, from uncoated steel before painting to get good adhesion. Water-based coatings don't like to stick to oil. Oil right. and water don't get along. If cleaning it very well is is not feasible, mm-hmm. then a solvent-based primer would definitely be recommended because it'll help cut through that greasy layer. And in in our instance. What would you recommend? We're talking our metal clad four four nine. 
gray metal primer, what other options would you recommend? All right. So the gray, the metal clad gray 449 primer would be. And, the, and just hold on. 449. I've wanted to ask I you. I have no idea. Ah, shoot. <laughs> We've got all these I, weird. I, I, there names. might be a 448. There, I think there was at one time like some different trials. I, I, maybe it took it us was 449 the, tries. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's 44.9. We never got to 450. That's all I know. That's good. And 65 primer is not a metal there primer. There was a 66 house paint and a oh, 65, so 65 primer. 66. Oh. Yeah. Okay, See, I know, that makes more sense. I know WD 40 was it's water 40th, displacement, yeah. the 40th, 40th version. Yeah. All right, yeah. so 449 tries. That's <laughs> yeah. the one you want because it took. It, it, we really it, put the effort in. Right. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears. That's in there. right. Yeah. What <laughs> other ones are out there? Well, so th- yes, that one. I just let me back up and explain yeah, that I'm one. Sorry. That one is designed for use on rusted surfaces. It is designed to penetrate into rust, and it's loaded up with anti-corrosive uh, components that will give it the best protection on a weathered, rusty piece of steel. Another one that we have is metal clad quick dry primer, mm-hmm. which is a phenolic type primer. And phenolic primers are known for their adhesion. And so whenever we're going to paint something that's difficult to adhere to, and what I'm talking about is galvanized steel, mm-hmm. we would recommend the quick dry primer because it's going to stick. Right. And we don't have to worry about the uh, penetration into rust on a piece of galvanized metal because hopefully it's not rusty. Right. If it is, that means that the galvanizing is gone. So those are the two solvent-based. And they are solvent-based. Those are both solvent-based. And you can still top coat those with a water water base base. or solvent-based, whichever Mm -hmm. you prefer. Mm Yeah. And let's talk about, while we've got you here, we might as well, our DTM, Duranamel DTM. Just kind of walk us through the specifics of that product, the highlights, the qualities. Right. So when when we talk about a DTM coating, a, a waterborne DTM coating that's going over steel, mm-hmm. um, one of the things we have to watch out for is flash rust. And that's the rust that can bleed through the coating um, as it's drying. Again, it's water-based and water is going to make steel rust. And that process can happen very quickly, not where it's going to be pitted and, and you know, compromise the the integrity of the metal, but enough that we could see an orange stain bleed through. Well, we did that here. We painted a door at our studio with just a regular acrylic exterior latex. We just threw that on there, and not long after that, minutes, we could see sometimes minutes little later. bits of rust. Then yeah. you went over it with the Duranamel. Yeah, and so the Duranamel contains uh, special flash rust inhibitors, uh, chemicals that block that stain from bleeding through. So that's one of the main advantages of using it as a DTM. And a lot of times, you know, time is money. If I can save a coat and save the the time mm-hmm. it takes for that coat to dry, that makes the job more economical. Right. It's just important to realize that there are certain instances where a primer, you can save yourself some time. Mm-hmm. But if you have bad results or the results aren't what you want, you've gained nothing. And in fact, you've lost time right. as you redo over and over to fix it. So we always recommend... You know, it's so easy sometimes. You go online, you look a few things up, and yeah. you think you find the, the easy answer for mm-hmm. whatever you're dealing with. It's always better to come in and talk to somebody where you can actually show them some pictures of what you're dealing yeah. with because not every situation requires a different solution. We would never say that. But a lot of times, there's different ways to get where you want to mm-hmm. go, and sometimes some are better than others. And you're not going to get that unless you have those conversations. Right. You know, when we, uh, I was thinking about just this the other day, thinking about this. 
walk into one of our paint stores and the walls are lined with cans, all different colors and shapes. And what in the world do we need to have all these different kind of cans of paint for? Well, it's it's similar to a mechanic that works on your car. How many tools does he need? He needs more than a crescent wrench and a screwdriver mm-hmm. to replace the oxygen sensor on your whatever. I don't know, <laughs> you know, right? But the flux uh, capacity, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you know, so we have a lot of tools in our toolbox, and you might have a situation where you need a special tool. That's probably the best analogy mm-hmm. I can give. And you That's get really there by having that conversation, right. starting right. out, bringing the photos in. Yeah. Asking the questions. And we'll help you get where you want to go. And that right. Duranamel DTM, just on a quick side note, we started this whole interview talking about, Dan, your time in the lab. Right now, our chemist, Brett DeVries, developed that Duranamel DTM that we were just talking about. That's right. a product that we, well, we... <laughs> I like to lump myself in uh-huh. when, whenever there's something when glorious there's cool happening. <laughs> yeah. But Brett developed that. I mean, you guys working together, came up with a formula, tested it, and now it's out there. So not a lot of people realize yeah. all the work that goes into and all the the actual technology that goes into creating the coatings that we're coming out with. Yeah, it's substantial. And I would say, you know, if we were to give it a number, it would probably be in the 400s, too. <laughs> During <Duranamel, laughs> 449. It's, it's undergone numerous, you know, um, improvements over the short period of time that we've had it out there. Well, and that's, that's what's so fun about what we do, though, in, in the way that we do it, is mm-hmm. we can respond. A bigger company can't respond yeah. to things like that nearly as quickly as we can. Right. Yeah, that's very true. It's very we fun. can customize things. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I had. Betsy, you have anything else? No, that was it. All right. Good deal. Dan, I guess back to whatever you do. Back to doing nothing. (laughs) Thanks for being here. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Now, after a quick break, we're going to save Dan's fingers and everyone else's next time they use a saw. Oh, really? Oh, yes, really. Everybody can benefit from this. (laughs) They can. That's after a break. Stay tuned. want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, Betsy, we live in a commercialized world where there are a lot of products out there. Mm-hmm. Television commercials have gotten very good. They've always been good at making yes. these things look amazing. Yes. Right? I mean, growing up, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, watching television and then the commercials I, I one that I remember is the spray on hair. Yes. You know, from the eighties. Yes. And it's bald... supposed to make it look like you have all this very yeah. gorgeous lush. I always hair. wondered what that exactly was. We're looking at a yeah. video right now of a balding gentleman and it certainly looks like there's a bunch of fibers growing on his head. Right. But I think what it's is just it? like, is it like silly string, only just the color of your hair. That or it's spray paint that like sticks through <laughs> the few hairs that you have left. I bet that's fun to clean up in the bathroom when you're done. Oh, when you're done yeah. doing your do. Or we're looking at another one that I think is really interesting the Hawaii chair. It's basically a chair that you just it shake you all look, over the place, right, right? You sit on it and it makes it look like you're doing the hula or something well, like that. There are so many things that are apparently going to make us healthier. Right. Save us time, save mm-hmm. us this, save us that. And right. we all know it doesn't work that way. And yeah. yet there's a part of us that really still wants to try it and wants to figure it out, right? Uh-huh. Of course. So if I ever go bald, I'm heading out to the Silly String <laughs> store and I'm going to see if I can fix myself. Good plan. But... 
there are other things that we cannot possibly believe that they're going to work. And we're blown away when they really do. And we just ran into one of those. And it's right up our alley here on the show. Mm -hmm. And we want to talk about it because we know there are a lot of woodworkers out there. Whether you're a hobbyist, whether you do this on a high-end scale, and this Mm -hmm. is what you do for a living. If if you're in that group, you probably know about what we're going to talk about. Probably. But a lot of hobbyists are probably unaware that there is a table saw system out there, and it's not brand new technology. It's been around since 2004. I think the first one was sold. Yeah. It is a table saw that will detect flesh Mm -hmm. in its path and will stop so fast that you can only you only nick your finger. So rather yeah. than chopping things, digits <laughs> off. Right. Which on their website, uh-huh. we heard stories of people saying, yeah, I ran my hand through there and it was throwing fingers everywhere. That's when I paused the video and <laughs> went to another video. Right. But that's what old regular table mm-hmm. saws do. My mom right. was always scared to death when dad would fire up his table saw. Yeah. His joke was always dial 9-1. And then uh-huh. if you hear screaming, dial the other one. Right. And then send people his way. Right. Of course. But tell them about the saw stop system, Betsy, because it's really, really cool. Well, it's really cool. We actually stumbled upon it, I think, on the internet, of course. Um, and we did the kind of typical, yeah, it sounds good, but does it really work? And I ignored it completely. Yeah. But it was lingering in the back of my mind. Right. The name was. Right. And then we met, go ahead, we met Roger at the Evergreen commons woodshop yeah a few months ago he contacted us to do something totally different he wanted us to come and do a wood finishes presentation for the people in their wood shop and let me say these people when we say they have a wood shop and they are woodworkers they do amazing gorgeous phenomenal things yeah i went thinking that we were gonna you know really rock it you know we're gonna tell them all about wood finishes yeah. and all these hobbyists <laughs> i felt like they didn't need us <laughs> no we walked in and we saw all the amazing turned pieces that they've done it's and just gorgeous oh uh, it made me feel like i am such a <laughs> hack what am i doing here right but we're glad we stayed yeah we're glad we stayed because roger mentioned i guess i have to get to that because i said it was in the back of my mind right the name was yeah and roger mentioned in the course of our conversation there mm-hmm. that just offhandedly they use the saw stop system on their table saws yeah they've and got i nodded three of them. It, just like i always do right whenever i don't understand exactly what somebody uh-huh. said i nod and yeah. say oh yeah yeah uh-huh right especially if they're acting like i should know and right. then I Google it later uh-huh. and find out. Yes, that's generally what happens. But as we were talking about wood finishes, that was playing in my head that he was referencing something that I was mm-hmm. rem- remembering. Right. And I put it all together later, as yeah. I normally do. They have this system that mm-hmm. detects your flesh yeah. and will stop the saw. So suddenly we realize that there's this item out there that seems too good to be true mm-hmm. that we can actually see firsthand. Yeah, it's a really cool system. And the way it works is um, this particular saw works just like a normal table saw, but underneath the table by the blade, there is an aluminum brake. It sits very, very close to that blade and it's spring loaded. And there's an electrical signal that runs through that blade as it's spinning. And if you get too close and your finger touches that blade, nicks it. Yes, you end up tripping that signal, you break the signal, and within split seconds five milliseconds they say yes that brake will release that spring pops out the brake releases stops the blade because of the momentum that blade comes back down below the table and your finger just is left with this little tiny nick if that if that if that it's like airbag technology 
But they yes. say it's 10 times faster. Yes, the blade retracts. Everything happens within five milliseconds. That's from the second you touch it to it being completely under the table. I mean, that is fast. Right. It's called, like we said, it's called the saw stop system. And amazing. Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. When we talked, yeah. we went back then later and asked Roger about mm-hmm. the system because why not? Absolutely. He says it really works well. They've tripped it. He said, uh, I believe he counted six times in six months. Yeah. So on average, One once a month. a month it trips. Right. Now, it can trip because the wood is too wet. Right. You know, they've got rules about that. You yeah. don't cut wet wood. There's different blades to don't use cut for pressure-treated, pressure-treated with wood. It. Right. And if there are metal pieces like mm. staples or something like right. that. And he said, inevitably, what happens is somebody gets new wood from a you know, big box lumber yard mm-hmm. and they've got the staple on the end yeah. with a little tag. Right. And they don't pull that out. The blade hits that. It triggers the system. Right. When the system triggers, mm-hmm. the brake is broken at that point. It, it yes. will launch and you have to completely replace that cartridge. Right. It's about 70 bucks or so, yeah. I think, to replace that cartridge. Mm-hmm. You could damage the blade. It is possible. Roger yep. said that most of the time the blade, they want to repair that or change it. Mm-hmm. But he's had a couple instances where they didn't need to change the blade. Right. So you're looking at a hundred and about a hundred bucks or so. If you've got to do a blade, it's going to be more than that. Right. But think about what an ER visit is. Uh, Yeah. The copay alone. Yeah. Because he was saying a couple of the instances were the wood was wet or there was metal. Right. But a number of the other instances, it triggered because somebody touched the blade Mm -hmm. and it saved their finger, no damage, maybe a Band-Aid is needed, Mm -hmm. and then five minutes of swapping the system out, putting a new brake in, putting a new blade on, five minutes later, you're up and running again, no trips to the ER, no dialing 911, Mm -hmm. and the thing is, the saws really aren't that much more expensive than a regular saw. He thought they were about maybe a third more, which may sound like a lot, but (laughs) <laughs> Two trips to the ER. I mean, right. just having all your fingers. Right. It's worth checking out. you got to look is. into it. Yeah, you can go online to check it out. We'll have the video in our show notes of just how fast the thing works. Well, and they show you how it is by running a hot dog towards the blade. <laughs> yes. And they don't even get to cut through the hot dog. No. The blade goes no. that fast. It right. nicks the hot dog. Right. Um, you can also, there's a place in Grand Rapids on 28th Street. It's called Woodcraft. You can also go down there and they are a dealer for these saws. So you can go and check it out for yourself. Get some pricing. Maybe look into it because, I mean, let's face it, it's better to be safe than sorry. If you do any kind of woodworking at all it's something to look into one of the things on the website that we ran into is lots of woodworkers say this is the one thing that my spouse was really cool with me buying for the shop (laughs) yep other tools they kind of look at and Uh say do you really need to do that with this one definitely worth it yes it is that's the saw stop system and you got to check it out yeah and betsy that's it that is it that's the the repco light home improvement show stop it is. System. It's just got to be done. Before we completely stop, I do have to do one thing. I have to wish my dad a happy birthday because it's his birthday tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. My mom, my mom and dad. Happy birthday, dad. Oh, my mom and dad's birthday was last weekend. You made me look like a terrible uh-huh. child. <laughs> I didn't get them anything and I didn't even use the radio. Wow. Happy birthday, mom and dad, for next year. Right. So I'm ahead. Uh-huh. Anyway, if you'd like to hear this show again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And if you happen to have buckets sitting around maybe in your garage or your barn that are full of dead rats, maybe snakes, maybe who knows what. Pickles. Remember, the president of RepcoLite cut his teeth in the working world cleaning out buckets <laughs> just like that. <laughs> he can help. Yeah. Thanks for listening.